Welcome to a supremely funny edition of Cases and Controversies, a legal podcast by Bloomberg Law. I'm Kimberly Robinson. And I'm Jordan Rubin. So, Jordan, tis the season. Is it? But it is. It's the season where we count down basically, well, everything. And so today we're going to throw our hats into the countdown game and tick off the top 10 funniest moments at the U.S. Supreme Court. You know, the justices often decide such fundamental questions as who we can marry, when we can pray, and life or death can literally hang in the balance. But sometimes the justices also consider consequential though arguably more fundamental, issues like what it means to be a brownie and whether kids these days should really be making paper ashtrays. They shouldn't, by the way. Well, I can say that I've given a lot of thought to the browning question myself, so I'm pretty eager to see where the justices came out on that one. Well then, let's get started. Court watchers won't be surprised that our first clip involves one of the court's funniest members, though it's not clear that he always means to be. Here's Justice Breyer talking with Assistant to the Solicitor General Erica Ross in the sentencing case, United States against Stitt. Because, again, 44 Maybe, but you know them. when the last time was that I thoroughly looked into state criminal law. It was my first year of law school, and I'm not sure how, how much I looked into it even then. Understood, Your Honor. Uh, we have looked at it more, more recently. Um, and, <laughs> and uh, the, again, I mean, the best I can give you. Good to know the government does its homework before Supreme Court arguments, even if the justices don't. Well, Jordan, number nine is less funny, ha-ha, and more funny, I think I'm going to crawl under my chair right now. This one is from a pretty wacky capital case, Carpenter versus Murphy, with veteran Supreme Court advocate Lisa Blatt and Justice Kagan, who does a much better job taking criticism than I do. No, that's fundamentally wrong in several respects. First of all, the 1901 Act called for Fundamentally the, wrong. It's fundamentally <laughs> wrong because the 19... Well, it's it's factually wrong. The tribe, the Allotment Act called Factually for, and, fundamentally. and fundamentally. It's factually wrong because the Allotment Agreement... Ugh, that's still pretty painful to listen to that one. Yeah. You know what else is painful? Being weaker than the 85-year-old living legend, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, who gets all the credit for her famed workout routine. But it's easy to see why after this exchange in Stokeling against United States between Assistant Federal Defender Brenda Byrne and Chief Justice John Roberts, who needs to get in a little time at the gym, I guess. Is required. A victim can resist to any particular extent. And in fact, the case law in Florida confirms that resistance sufficient for a robbery conviction and a penalty up to 15 years in the state penitentiary can involve nothing more than the tightening of one's hand momentarily on a dollar bill before releasing it. I actually tried that um, uh, holding since I knew this was this was your most <laughs> this was your most important case, and I held on to a dollar bill and asked each of my law clerks to try to pull it out of my hand, and I was surprised. I mean, people think, oh, it tears easily. Well, it tears easily if you go like this, but if you're really tugging on it, I mean, it's. Uh, I'm not saying nobody could do it, but but uh, it requires. A lot of force, more than you might think. I don't think, Your Honor, that it requires... Well, that's embarrassing. Yeah, it sounds like Justice Thomas, who can be heard laughing in the background, found it pretty amusing. Well, number seven comes to us from a justice who's not really known for her hilarity, but put Justice Sotomayor together with robots and something wild happens. Here she is chatting with Supreme Court lawyer Joshua Rosencrantz 
earlier this year in United States versus Microsoft. Person have to be there. A, a human being doesn't have to do it. It is a robot. And if you if you sent a robot into a foreign land to seize evidence, it would certainly implicate foreign interests. And so, if the DEA, just let me just draw I, out I'm this sorry, example. I'm, I'm now. I guess my imagination is running wild. <laughs> how, how does — who tells the robot what to do and what does the robot do? A, a human Microsoft. You know, Jordan, there's something very not funny about the justices' lack of understanding of technology. Yeah, but that's another podcast. Number six, oddly, comes to us from yet another capital case, Bucklew against Precythe, with, not oddly, Justice Breyer and Missouri Solicitor General John Sauer. Would, the Constitution would rule that out, wouldn't it? Uh, the Constitution would rule out burning at the stake, absolutely. And, and, he, and he doesn't, he has a mental condition of some kind. It makes it exactly the same. Uh, that it is, feels exactly the same. Uh, I would have to know more about the hypothetical. Oh, that's it. I'm making it up as I go along. <laughs> okay? But what I think is- well, Justice Breyer isn't the only one that's just making it up as they go. So, too, seemed to be veteran Supreme Court attorney Tom Goldstein, who thought the better of kids making inherently dangerous products during this exchange with Justice Alito in the products liability argument, air and liquid systems. ...product that you're manufacturing is dangerous. Well, Your Your Honor, none of this is about the product. In and of itself. I don't, I don't, I mean, kids make paper ashtrays and we all, the world goes on. I don't think they are intrinsically dangerous. Probably kids shouldn't be making ashtrays, but I'm just saying, (laughs) I could. uh, It may not be as good as my, uh, my gasket. Just so I can follow the difference. You know, as a mom, I think Goldstein came out the right way on that one in the end. Kimberly, we've arrived at the moment you've been waiting for. Uh, number one already? Nope. Brownies. Supreme Court lawyer Willie Jay debates the essence of the baked treat with Justice Alito in this patent case, Helsin Healthcare against Teva Pharmaceuticals. Justice Kagan kicks off number four with a hypothetical. I'll give you another one, Mr. Jay. Uh, So suppose I say, um, don't buy peanut butter cookies, pecan pie, this is the key one, ready? Brownies, or any dessert that otherwise contains nuts. Do I do I violate the injunction if I buy nutless brownies? So I think that the reason that that hypothetical, uh, so I, I, I think I would say no. Uh, do I do you violate the injunction? If you, In other words, can I buy nutless brownies? I think I think you can, and I think that the reason the reason for that is that brownies is a uh, is a term that might or might not be, you know be read to include uh, brownies with nuts or, or, or brownies otherwise. Uh, but I don't think that you, you have that permissible reading of on sale here. I'm, I'm sorry. Given your position, you have the wrong answer to the brownies hypothetical, I think. Uh, so uh, if, if you – my answer to the brownies hypothetical is, is based on – As a term, it covers with nuts or without nuts, right? So I uh, – I guess it, right. Maybe it, we it lost depends. the hypothetical. Yeah, right. right. I, I guess maybe I'm maybe I'm misunderstanding the hypothetical, uh, or at least maybe we're having a disagreement about what uh, what it means to be uh, to be a brownie. Well, you were saying good. it was ambiguous. <laughs> yes, you were saying it's ambiguous. I'm saying. Well, speaking of Justice Kavanaugh, did you know that the Supreme Court is a team of nine? I think I've heard that somewhere. Well, here's proof that there are no Obama judges or Trump judges. Sometimes justices on the opposite ends of the ideological spectrum are nevertheless on the same level. Here's Justice Kagan and Justice Gorsuch changing the subject. Uh, Mr. Friend, we, we, I'm, I'm sorry. sorry. No, oh, go please ahead. go ahead. No. Justice Kagan? I was going to change the subject. <laughs> <laughs> so was I. <laughs> Jurisdiction? 
Yes. Go for it. (laughs) (laughs) So respectful, those two. Or were they? The chief gets into it with attorney Jonathan Jacobson early this year in a case called Animal Science Products over what it really means to be respectful. I I have to say I don't understand this constant emphasis on respectful. Uh, It doesn't mean that you can't disagree, right? I mean, you know, with all due respect, usually means the person's about to say you don't know what you're talking about. Uh, Respectfully, Your Honor. uh, (laughs) uh, So. so. Uh, Guess what, Jordan? What? Now we've come to the moment that you've been waiting for. What's that? We've reached the magical moment when we reveal the funniest moment of 2018. Okay, I'm sitting down. Well, remember, we're talking about the Supreme Court here. Okay, still sitting. Topping our list is none other than the notorious RBG herself, who schooled Justice Sotomayor and Supreme Court Attorney Bob Lowe back in January in the Fourth Amendment case, Bird against United States. And here, an absent probable cause, there's no right to search. So why are we here? We agree 100 percent on that, Your Honor. Uh, You're here because you lost below. We lost below. (laughs) (laughs) But I'm not – she's absolutely right, Counselor, but I'm asking, why are you pitching this case? Well, that'll do it for this edition of Supremely Funny. The justices will return to the bench on January 7th. You can follow along with all the hilarity at the Supreme Court with Bloomberg Law at news.bloomberglaw.com. As always, thanks for listening and laughing with us. And we hope you have a very respectful new year. Duh. <laughs> Take three. Was last night the party? No, I didn't party. <laughs> <laughs>